Let's go straight out to the HRNP guest line being joined now by Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Lee, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to hang out with us. It was great to uh, see how you did last week, and it's great to have you on again. My Cougars did get the win over UTSA, started off 1-0. They have won against their crosstown rival, taking on the Rice Owls at Rice Stadium for the Bayou Bucket. What do you see in this game, Lee? Well, UTSA outgained the Cougars 417 to 334. Um, Those three interceptions, I think it was like three straight or three out of four plays. I mean, shocking for Frank Harris. So, uh, you know, he only threw nine interceptions last year, but give Houston credit, did what they had to do to win the game here. Now, for Rice, they played really hard against Texas. JT Daniels, quarterback, how about this, has played against. In his 32 college games, only five non-Power 5 defenses. And all five of he started, he's won. Now, two of them were against Towson and Charleston Southern of the FCS and UNLV. But the other two were against Fresno State and Cincinnati here. I, I just don't know about this Houston offense here. I think this is a game that goes down to the wire. I think Houston wins here 30-24, to 24, but I'm going to take Rice from the points. Lee, I'm curious, how big of a game, and, and, and what are we going to see out of the Texas Longhorns and, and Alabama? I mean, Alabama figuring out their quarterback, and obviously, you know, Nick Saban always loads up with five stars. But this is a big game if Texas is back, and I'm curious to, the, the, how you break down this game as uh, Alabama a seven-point favorite. I mean, we hear it every year. Uh, Texas is back. This is the year. I'm in Miami. We say that all the time here. Usually it doesn't pan out. I'll say this, until they get some protection for Quinn Ewers, they're not going to get to the next level. He got battered against Rice. He's not able to complete passes down the field. You can't just keep throwing 5, 10, 15-yard passes against good teams and being successful. He has not been accurate on those plays. Part of it's his fault. Part of it's the line's fault. And if he wants to be able to throw the football, you've got to have a good enough running game. And without B. John Robinson, I don't know if he has those guys there to keep uh, Bama's backside honest. Jalen Milrow, I mean, there's a reason we didn't hear anything uh, during the month of August about there being a quarterback battle. If you watch the game, he looked great. He settled in. True dual-threat quarterback. His running has always been good, but he was accurate throwing the football. And I don't think Alabama is, is going to be surprised uh, like they were last year. I think they're going to come out. They're going to deliver the first punch here. And Texas is going to have to play catch-up. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Roll Tide, Alabama 34-24. I can't wait till you say hook them. Or go Cougs, really, is what I hope that you say here pretty soon. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, just not yet. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, joining us on the HRP guest line. NFL action this week. There's some action tonight. But the game I want to ask you about is in the AFC South. It's It's an interesting number to me. I had my eye on it earlier today whenever I was looking at some of these lines. Jacksonville giving five points going on the road to Indy. Jacksonville won the division last year, favored to win the division again. Indy's got some question marks, right? Rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson, no Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that that number seems light to me, Lee. Am I right? I, I think you are right here. I think Jacksonville, I mean, last year they finished the year. I mean, they, they came back against the Chargers, won that game down 27-0, uh, took KC right down to the wire on the road here, and and I think Trevor Lawrence, if, you, if you're in the fantasy, if you haven't drafted yet, 
or if you can work a trade, I think he's the guy. I think he's going to have 32 to 38 touchdown passes this year. I think they're going to use Travis Etienne more as a receiver than as a runner. And AR-15, Anthony Richardson, you know, he, he you got to let this guy soak it up. He didn't play much college football. Now you're going to throw him in behind a line that was not good last year uh, without their star running back here. If Jacksonville gets the lead, they're going to dial up some blitzes, and it's going to be good night, Irene. Jacksonville big, 34-17. I'm curious, Lee, as we get, that, get into more NFL games, but is this a vulnerable week in terms of the first week for big-time teams coming into games as a Packer fan? I always knew Aaron Rodgers was a guy that was going to be there later, but he took off the whole preseason, and it, it sometimes catches up with him and his team early on. And when I look at some of these lines before we get to the next game, I'm just curious your thoughts on some of those times with the, the more giants of the league struggling getting out of the gates. You know, if they didn't play enough or, you know, the simulated practices, if uh, they didn't get enough time there, I would say so. But, um, you know, I think I think teams are going to come out of the gate and be ready to go. Most teams had two practices, um, joint practices, yeah. and, uh, that's going to pay some dividends for most teams. All right, with that said, we, yeah. we know that everybody's looking at, you know, uh, pretenders and contenders. I, I'd say more divisional than overall for a Super Bowl title, but New Orleans gets Carr. They look like a team that has already had a decent defense, but New Orleans looks like a team in that really bad division that can basically kind of take ownership early. Tennessee, a lot of guys that look like they're on the back nine of their career, Derrick Henry uh, and Tannehill, but it's an interesting matchup in week one. New Orleans is a three-point favorite against Tennessee. How do you see that one going? So Derek Carr is going to certainly upgrade them. But, you know, he used to stand on the Raiders' sideline and be wondering, God, can they just get the ball back for me? Uh, can, you know, can they get a takeaway? And it didn't happen. I think he's going to see more of the same here. Now, I think once they you know, get all the players back and, uh, you know, they get, uh, you know, their star running back back, it's going to be different. But their defense uh, last year, 32nd out of 32 teams in pass rush win rate, just 29%. 31st out of 32 teams in takeaways, just 14. 29th in third down conversions allowed, 41.6%. And 24th in run defense, allowing 131 yards per game. That's what Tennessee does best with Derrick Henry. And when you're on the road in a noisy building, you got to take the crowd out of it. You run the ball for five or six yards, and then you run it again for three yards. You're ending up in a third and one, you know, second and two often. You're going to be successful here. Not saying Tennessee great here. Unless New Orleans gets a couple turnovers and Derrick Henry doesn't fumble much, I think Tennessee's the right side. Titans here. Wrong team favorite, 23-17. Ooh, I like that. Yep. I, I, yep. I like the wrong team favorite. Uh, I'm always a fan of those. Lee Sterling joining us on the HRP guest line. Lee from Paramount Sports. Let's take a look at the, the local 11. The, the Houston Texans, first-year head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Obviously, some rookies here. C.J. Stroud's going to start, as we all know. Will Anderson's in play. Baltimore's going to look much different this year with Todd Monken. This is a game that, personally, Lee, you're, you, you're braver than I am because I'm staying away from it. I don't like the number. Uh, Baltimore, minus 10 at home against the Texans. How do you see this one playing out? So, here, here, if you want to look at a team that's going to be different this year, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. For instance, last year, when they were in first downs, they only lined up in three receiver sets, 8.5% of the plays. This year, already in preseason, first down, three receiver sets, 65% of the time. So he's going to perform with a new offensive coordinator. 
they are going to throw the ball early and often here. Uh, I know it's a long season, but I think they're going to come out throwing the football. Then they'll, you know, he'll revert to some of the, the ways that he's played in the past, you know, running the football himself. But I think he wants to prove to himself as a passer. I think they've acquired some guys on the outside that can finally give him enough threats here. They, they always had a good tight end, but their receivers have not been good. I can say now, I think they're middle of the league. And, uh, uh, you know, I think it's a bad matchup here for Houston here. Texans already have some offensive line issues. Looking at George Font here, uh, I mean, he's traveled around the league from team to team, and uh, he's going to have to play really well for them to solidify that line here. Hate to say it, guys, blowout special here. Baltimore, 34-10. Speaking of that, Lee, and the fact that when you're looking at, you know, the Texans and the rookie quarterback, and, and we know yeah. that – the track record across the NFL normally is rookie quarterbacks starting in their first season don't have a lot of success. When you look at some of these rookie quarterbacks and the three at the top of the draft in particular, do you feel that same way that, look, they might have talent. They may turn out to be really good, but that first year is a gauntlet for any rookie quarterback, and they are going to take their lumps. Yeah, look at Peyton Manning. I mean, he was horrible at first, so... Yeah, they are going to take their lumps. I would prefer to see them sit behind veterans and learn the game. But, you know, everything has changed. You know, college football, it's NIL. Guys move around the NFL. Uh, they're paying these guys money. They want to get them in there right away. And I think they're, you know, just want, they want them to learn on the fly. It's going to be tough without, uh, you know, a whole lot of weapons around them. That's just the way it is when you get drafted by uh, usually a, a bottom five, bottom, bottom eight team. Lee, as a handicapper, I'm always curious, evaluating a team first game of the year versus second game of the year, obviously doing that this week in college, and then you know that's something you'll worry about next week in the NFL. Yeah, you'd like to see a couple games. So, yeah, it's important. And most teams improve the most from the first to the second week. So, you know, it's just uh, – it's just, Used to be six preseason games when I was growing up. Six preseason games, guys. I worked their way into shape now. You know, now they have to show up at camp in shape. These guys are working other jobs. I'm from, from Miami. I remember, uh, you know, guys like Dick Anderson, uh, uh, Jim Langer. They were working in banks and selling cars and insurance. Now, uh, I'm not going to see that ever again. Well, Lee, you gave, them a, gave us a couple appetizers. You kind of set yeah. the table. But if you're the chef that cooks, and we know you like to cook, Tell everybody how they can follow you, keep in contact with you, get involved, and maybe win some cash. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, we have a game of the week this week. It's Ole Miss and Tulane. You want to get that game for free? Be one of the first ten callers. Call 800-400-9741. We'll give you Ole Miss and Tulane on me. First ten callers, 800-400-9741. If you'd like to get involved, we uh, All our games are monitored. You can go to the website, ParamountSports.com. See every single game I've given my clients for the last five years. We're a documented 61-20. and 20. We rate our games from 10 to 50 units on our 40 to 50 unit best bets. We have our first one going this Sunday, and uh, it's a 45-unit NFL game. You want to get involved and get this game. Try us out four weeks from now through Monday, October 2nd, just $297. Use coupon code SAVE100, S-A-V-E-100, SAVE100, ParamountSports.com. Love it, Lee. Enjoy week one of the NFL season, all the college football games. We'll chat next week. 
Sounds good. Take care, guys. Get in Thanks. on that free money from Lee. He's handing out winners. Forty-five unit bet. That's that's his roll tide. I wonder. I wonder how much the uh, the unit is there for Lee if he's betting. Man, he's putting his money where his mouth at. That's that's for sure. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. All right. Lee joined us at four, so Texans is going to have to move to Texans at four fifteen. Texans will be this good. Uh, rushing yards this season mm-hmm. behind that. Offensive line, Damian Pierce. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend, Doc Linville. Doc Linville, best in the business at the Neograph Procedure. If you don't know what it is, but you're experiencing baldness, thinning hair, lack of the appearance that you're used to seeing in the mirror, lack of self-confidence because of all of that, you don't think there's anything you can do about it, you got to check out Doc Linville and the Neograph Procedure because he can make a difference. And honestly, seriously, it's about the fact that it's not the sprays and the creams and the foams that just mask the problem. Or you think about, well, maybe I should just shave my head and go for a totally new look and be that drastic. You don't have to. Genetically, what Doc explained to me, and part of the reason why I did the process is, genetically, you're never going to lose the hair on the sides and the back of your head. So he takes some of that hair from there, and he puts it where you need it most. Maybe it's in the front in your hairline. Maybe it's up on top and back. Regardless, he puts hair where you need it, and he's taking it from an area where you're never going to lose it. It's going to stay. It's going to grow. It's going to get longer. It's going to be stronger, and you're going to love your appearance again. It's absolutely fantastic. I couldn't be happier in the fact that I did it. Granado did it. Lots of others have done it, and they also rave about the success of Doc Linville and the Neograph procedure. You as listeners of ESPN 97.5, you can cash in right now because it's normally 150 bucks just to sit and meet with Doc and his staff. You can sit down and meet with them for free. Ask all the questions, get all the answers, and see if it's right for you, too. Check them out today. Go to 975hair.com. Set up an appointment. Nothing out of pocket. No obligation. You go in. You get uh, answers to your questions. You make the decision if the process could be right for you, too. I'm telling you, the big thing that got me, 95 to 99% of the follicles they're going to move are going to stay and grow and be with you for the long haul. That's a game changer. That's the reason why I went with it, too. Check him out today. Tell him I sent you by because I couldn't be happier with Doc Linville. Go to 975hair.com. The Texans ready to play? Let's hope so. We're ready to play. Lee doesn't think so. No, he does not. <laughs> Woo, boy. 34 to 10? 34 to 10 in week one? I don't want to play that game, and I'm not going to play that game. We start BZ Money tomorrow, and we, we lost to Mr. Gal a few hundred bucks last year. I think we lost like $350, which was pretty good considering our start. I think we were like 700 in the hole. We, made, we rallied late. for making a push late, so he late. didn't punish us a whole lot. I mean, you can look at it that we lost him $350, or you can look at it that we saved him $350 because we were down we to our final late. 350 So just saying. Um, so BZ Money will be back tomorrow. So I was looking at some of these lines today. I'm not going to play Houston in Baltimore. I'm, I stayed away from it, too. I'm, I'm not going to touch it. Also, like, first game D'Amico, first game C.J. Stroud. There's some unknown there. Plus, I just don't want to be rooting for the Ravens to beat the Texans by 10 points in the first game of D'Amico Ryan's and C.J. Stroud's career. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. If you held a gun to my head and I had to pick a side, I'm with Lee. Does that big? If I had to pick a side, yeah. gun to my head, I'm on Lee's side. Yeah, I think that I think you just look at what we were talking about, even with the rookie quarterbacks. But I think that the fact that Harbaugh, you know, he keeps a tight ship, but special teams was his specialty too. I believe that they're they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot and make mistakes. And I believe that Lamar is looking to really, you know, show the the, the whole whether he's more of a passer or not. He's looking to really show the league that he hasn't lost a step and he got his money. He'll be happy. 
they'll go crazy and they'll get fat and happy off the text. I'm Does. not so sure that's great for week one, though. Why? Because that's a it's a lot different than what they're used to. And, like, what if it's three turnovers? What if it's a three-interception game? And all of a sudden, you're in a dogfight in the fourth quarter and Baltimore, you know, escapes 20-13. to 13. You know, it, just because they're they're playing a, you know, a Texans team that's not supposed to be great, like, I don't think Baltimore's offense is going to be as good with a totally new offense coordinator. They're kind of changing their philosophy from a run first to a throw first. Like, that's going to be clicking more in Week 10 than it is Week 1. Yeah, but I think that when you got a guy like Lamar, as much as he wants to be more of a thrower of the football, I, I believe that, you know, when push comes to shove and, and, and if he gets in a situation where, you know, he needs to make a play or he needs to scramble out of the pocket – He's capable of making a lot happen in a short period of time with his legs. And and, I, and he's so dangerous with the football in his hands. And he extends so many plays that I just believe that, you know, if you're going to look at that game and take C.J. Stroud or take Lamar Jackson and take your chances with who could win a football game for you just almost single-handedly, I'm going to say Lamar Jackson can still do that. And you're right. they're good. I think the offense, having a new offensive coordinator, a new system, is going to be interesting to see unfold. But he's gotten a lot more weapons, and he's got. So, it used to be the Mark Andrews show. Now there's so many different ways he can go with the football, and they got their they got their running game healthier. I, I think that I think they're in a good position to start the season right right out of the gate. Yeah, well. he's capable of doing it. I'm not sure how much he's going to want to do it this year. I'm I'm very very interested to see that offense this year. Like even outside of Houston being a factor in Sunday's game, like they're obviously the team Baltimore's playing. I'm really intrigued to see what Baltimore looks like offensively. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is on the injury report for Baltimore. So is Mark Andrews, interestingly yeah. enough. So Baltimore might not be like super 100% healthy either in that game. I think uh, Odell's going to be good. This Who? year? Odell? Yeah. I think Odell's the third best receiver in Baltimore. I feel like he'll be impressive early when he's healthy, but will fade. I'll tell you, you know, the thing that worries me the most is I think they're going to force feed him the ball. I think they want to force feed him the ball because he picked Baltimore. And I think that worries me because you're talking about a guy like Lamar Jackson force-feeding the football when trying to pass more, and that's when you start talking about Jeremy's interceptions and turnovers mm. could come into play. That's exactly how it happens. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think they're going to force-feed him, honestly. Like, Mark Andrews is a better target than Odell at this stage of his career. They drafted Zay Flowers in the first round, so it's like, okay, let's get that guy involved too, and I think he's electric. Uh, I, think it's gonna, I think they're going to try to – you know, pick up on matchups. I think they're going to try to pick on the lesser defender. I think I think Monken's going to scheme some th- some things up too. Like they have a, they have a lot of skilled talent on that team. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't I personally don't think so. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, let's play our bid game. Texans will be this good today. It's rushing yards. We did scoring defense Monday. Joe got it top twenty three. Tuesday we did scoring offense. I got it at top twenty seven. Yesterday was passing yards. Joe got it at top twenty five. Today we're going to do rushing yards. Joe uh, Blankers here pulled a 36, I pulled a 39, and Joe pulled a 92. So we'll go around the horn this way. Joe, you can open up our bidding. Texans rushing offense, which you you got Damian Pierce. Had a really good rookie year. People are expecting big things out of him this year. They upgraded RB2, Devin Singletary. Gone are the days of fighting Rex Burkheads, which makes me very, very sad. Uh, The offensive line... That's in, a big question you're, mark. You're holding it together right now with duct tape and band-aids, but you do have Laramie Tunsil. You traded for Shaq Mason. He's going to play. So a lot of variables in play here with the Texans rushing game in 2023 rock and roll. Top 30. Okay. I'll go top 29. I'll go top 28. 27. I mean, 26. I'm willing to go up to 26. 
Texans defense. Damian Pierce is going to be a stud. He, he, what is he, he said for himself, 1,500 yards plus, huh? That'd be really good. 25. Okay. Out. Out on 25. Huh. This one's tough. I kind of want to stick blankers with one, though. <laughs> I'm willing to take this one. Well, yeah, you bid on it, so you'd have to. Um, scoring offense, I got top 27. I feel good about the scoring offense, top 27, if the rushing's top 25. Passing, See, it's interesting because the passing yards are top 25, and I, would, I think the Texans are going to have a better running attack than they are a passing attack. I'll go top 25. I'll go top 25. Sold. Okay. I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Like, I think that Damian Pierce can be good. I know that the offensive line's a struggle now, but this team is committed to run the football. They are. Like, they are going. And they, I think that Slowick's going to scheme things up much better than Pep Hamilton and Tim Kelly did, too. And you have a better passing game because you have a better quarterback. I feel pretty good about this. I feel pretty good about my number here. Yeah, I, I, I like... I liked right at that number. I didn't like going further down because I believe that the one thing that you don't want, and we always talk about this in all teams and all sports, but if Pierce does get hurt, I worry about Singletary being the guy that goes between the tackles every single play. I think he can do that for like a series or two. I think you can move him around, but I think if you're the guy, you have to depend on that guy from the depth in that room. It does worry me a bit, but we'll see how it plays out. I mean, obviously I hope he stays healthy and I hope he does get to 1,500 yards and I hope... That, that'll that'll say a lot for what this Texans team is doing. I mean, Singletary's kind of flirted with 1,000 yards the last two years. Last year, he was over 800. He was over 800 the year before that. Like, I, I don't think he could do it for a whole year. Do I think he could run between the tackles for, like, three weeks? Yeah, I do. And I feel better about it than Rex Burkhead. Now, the Texans I, were awful last year on the ground. Even though the Damian Pierce had a good year, they were second to last. I think a lot of that was game theory, though. Like, a lot of time, they lost a lot of games, as we know. They trailed by a lot, as we know, and they would start to try to like open things up. And then Damian Pierce was also hurt a few games. So this would be a big climb from last year. You'd be going from 31 to top 25. But a lot of things are working in my favor, I think. Bobby Slowick, an offensive line that you hope is a little bit better, but I don't know. Uh, back up. Damian Pierce does need to stay healthy. Like If Devin Singletary starts 10 games... I'm toast. Like maybe even eight games. I'm toast. Like Damian Pearson, maximum might have to like the maximum he can miss where I'd feel confidence like three or four games. So I feel good about it though. How, how many rushing yards do you think CJ gets this year? Mm, not many. I don't not think, many. I think when we talk about Lamar not wanting to run, I think CJ obviously doesn't want to run. Yeah, I, I just and, think he'll have to. But I, I think early on, I think that's it's because, his game though. I think it's the offensive line. I, don't I think, think that's why. But he's a he's a quick release guy. This is going to be an offense that's quick release. Like they're they precise. Get rid of the football fast. West Coast drags, short digs. Like they're going to get rid of the football quickly. I don't think CJ's going to run much. Uh, I don't either. But I think that, and obviously you, you're talking about it's by design. But I think that unlike Deshaun, he's not going to try to extend plays. You know, he's going to run. He I think he's actually. As much as we get S two E with him a lot, I believe he's smart enough to realize he'll run to get to avoid the first guy into the backfield that gets off his man quickly. But I don't believe that he's going to try and extend plays with his legs a whole lot. See, I think they want to throw before that even happens. Like I think they're going to be that quick throwing the football. And I think anything they do, like with shot plays, throwing deep, is going to be off play action. Like I, I really do. Like I think that's what the way their offense is going to look. Over over under three hundred rushing yards for CJ Stroud. I would take the over. Uh, just because I think what we saw versus Georgia is going to replicate more of who he is in the NFL. I'll they- take the under bet coffee. Deal. All right.
Do we want to throw a games played minimum here so no one gets screwed? Oh, uh, yeah. like 12 games? I don't think he's getting close to 312. I, I'm, you I'm, call it. 16? That's a lot. That's a lot of games. That means you know, let's go 14. Meet in the middle. All right, I'll take 14. So 14, if he doesn't play in 14 games, the bet is void. You have the over 300 rush yards. I have the under 300 rush yards. Davis Mills ran for 241 last year. I think it's over. I think it's over because I think that he's going to unfortunately be running for his life a lot. And I think that he is capable, and you mentioned the Georgia game. I think he's a capable runner. I hate to see him do it, but I think that he's athletic enough that he can gain more than 300 yards. I think he's athletic enough. I think he's way athletic enough to do it. I don't think it's going to be the scheme of the offense. Like, I, 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 I agree I, with you that it's not going to be the scheme, but you know, you're going to be throwing it to guys, and if they're not open, and I really am concerned about the receivers that he's going to be throwing to, especially who they're going to throw out there at the start of the year to be their starting three receivers. So, yeah, I understand, and I totally believe, too, the scheme is to get it out of his hands quickly. But he's not going to be throwing it right into, at, at defenders if his guys aren't getting separation and they're not doing what they need to do. And I think that that, that line is going to be important. And if, if they're giving up and they're a sieve early, I think he's going to be getting, you know, chunks. All right. 713-780. You want a coffee bet on it? I'll go over. Okay. Coffee? That's fine. All right. So I got double coffee bets. Although I'm already owed a coffee by Joe George. You want it tomorrow? <laughs> no, I don't want it tomorrow. All right, 713-780-3776. Who made Bad Take Boulevard this week? Who made the list? Got a pair of Twitchers on the list this week. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. We keep getting away with it. I want to fall. Keep it the fall. Hey, guys, right now, I'll tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Look, you're fighting through the dog days of summer. It is hot out there. It, it even takes away your energy more, and you don't get enough things done during the course of the day. Your honey-do list doesn't get done. Your list of tasks at work don't get done. And you feel demoralized when you go to sleep at night, wondering what you can do to possibly have more energy and get more things accomplished. I'll tell you right now, start with the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Three locations to better serve you now in League City. The biggest thing is they can get more energy for you so that you can get more things accomplished in your day. You're not trying to win a gold medal at this stage in your life. You're trying to win the day. And Apollo Men's Health can help you in a variety of ways. Go to ApolloMH.com right now. See all the services they offer. And if you think that there's a couple that might be able to benefit you, sign up for your first appointment right there online. When you do, you'll find out most major insurance is accepted. There's discounts for military personnel and first responders. Mention my name, Joel Blank, a free B12 shot, which can give you more energy on your first official visit. Or if you're trying to work out and then chart your progress, you can get a free body composition analysis by mentioning my name. And then you can chart the numbers and make sure that the good numbers are going in your direction. Like your body fat is down. Your muscle mass is up. Your weight is leveling off and getting to where you want it to be. They take care of all of that because they care about their patients. I'm a big believer in these people because I've, I've seen the results and I know what they can do. Be the next in line. Take I'm looking at all the uh, the bets. That we, we have a lot of bets with each other. I was looking at the bet tab on our Google Doc. We've got a lot of bets with each other. Football season's going to be fun. Football season's going to be really fun. All right, Bad Take Boulevard. A couple of switchers are going to lead the way with Bad Take Boulevard today. Jose Altuve did his thing. We we've, we were talking about like where does he stack up in Houston sports lore. You and I are on the same page that it's Dream, Altuve, and then everybody else is playing for third place. Those guys are in a tier by themselves. And Earl Campbell came up. Earl Campbell came up as being one of the all-time greats, You know, three-time Offensive Player of the Year, MVP, start to his career that's unparalleled, quite frankly. 
Uh, unbelievable career. And yesterday when we were talking about this, Todd the Show says, and Todd's the one who makes the list. Who made the list? Todd the Show. Uh, Todd the Show says Earl is the most ra- most overrated athlete in the city. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I don't know how you can say that, Todd, the show. I mean, I'm interested in your your rationale behind that. When you think about the fact that what we talked about yesterday alone, how that dude gave up his entire body and just crushed people, and what he did to be, be the most dominant player on the on that those Oilers teams, and the numbers that he put up, and the accolades that he was either winning or right there in the discussion for MVPs and Offensive Players of the Year and all these other things that he did. I don't know how you can say that, man. Yep. So Todd the Show, you make the list. Yikes. Todd the Show makes the list. Here's the second Twitcher that also makes the list that was piggybacking on this conversation. Dr. Dre said, I agree with you, Todd. Earl Campbell had no playoff success. Here's the thing. The Houston Oilers franchise history didn't have tremendous amount of success in the city of Houston. Furthest the organization got was the Super Bowl. That's once they left to Tennessee. The furthest that the Oilers, the Houston Oilers, ever went in the NFL was two conference titles. The leading rusher on both of those teams, 78-79, they were a bad call away from going to the Super Bowl, was was Earl Campbell. How did Earl Campbell have no playoff success when Earl Campbell was the leading rusher on the only two Houston Oilers NFL teams that got to the conference finals? I mean, we talk about, like, when we talk about Dream, even why he's... A good distance, I still feel like he's in front of Altuve. It's because, and I got called a homer, or and my allegiance is to bat the Rockets for this. The fact is, is he shouldered the load and carried his team almost every single night, regular season playoffs. Earl did the same damn thing. Earl was the man with the plan, and the game plan was centered around, from a defensive standpoint, stop him. From an offensive stop standpoint, run right over them, through them, and around them, and be the guy that carries and dictates the game. I don't I, I don't know. And Dre, come on, man. That's the best postseason success in Houston Oilers <laughs> history. He's no James Harden. I mean, this dude came to play. I mean, they got screwed the one year, and they, like you said, the the Renfro call with the Steelers. Yeah. But come on, man. He didn't disappear. He did not want to shoot the ball. He did not want to run the ball in this case like Harden didn't want to shoot the ball. I, I can't go that far. Dre says he, don't com- don't cut my you comments short. I see he had no playoff success like Andre Johnson. How can you compare that? Earl Campbell got to a game away from the Super Bowl twice. Andre never got to a conference championship. So, Todd and Dre, you make the list. You just made the make list. Make the list. All right, what do you got here, Blankers? Uh, okay, first one for me is uh, our dear friends over at Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report, mm, a little while ago, but Bleacher Report put out a list of their top ten Second baseman. Mm-hmm. Top 10 second baseman. Okay. Marcus Simeon was number one. Okay. Your man, who's electric, Larissa Rice, was number two. He is electric. Electric. Number three, Bryson Stott of the Phillies. Number four, Cattell Marte of, of Arizona. Ozzy Albies, number five of the Braves. We can go on and on. Joe, your guy, Nico Horner, number six. Jose Altuve was the 10th best second baseman on this list. Yeah, Bleacher Report makes the list for sure here. Um, I saw this too, Mm -hmm. and the thing that fascinated me was this was tweeted September 5th at 8 p.m. Yeah, they're they're doing the uh, rollout right now. Do you know what Jose Altuve did on September 5th? 
He hit three home runs in his that first was that three night? at bat. Yes. Oh, my That's God. That's what makes it even better. You know what he did the night before? Two. He hit two. Yeah, and became the one of two, became a part of the tandem that became the first in major league history to go back to back twice in the nine hole and the one hole. Yeah. Now here's the thing: that's a bad list. It's a, yeah, it's a brutal, it's list. a horrible list. But I kind of like Jordan Alvarez. Obviously, they got that one right. Number two. I only DH. saw the I only saw the second baseman one. And they uh, they had Jordan at number two of of DHs. DHs. I was going to say who was Tuck, one? Uh, Shohei. Okay, that's fair. Uh, number one right fielder was Kyle Tucker. Chas McCormick. Yeah, came I saw in that. at third yeah. for center fielder. Center fielder. Yeah. So they're they're heavy, and it's clear that they're heavy volume with like this year's stats. At catcher, number ten, Yiner Diaz might be too low. Yeah, might be too low. He's definitely better than Wilson Contreras. He might be so too he low. Be at least not. Contreras has been off. These list what what these Bleacher Report lists tell me is that they're factoring 2023 stats heavily I and think mostly counting stats. I think they're only doing 2023 because yeah. Mike Trout was like eight or yeah. Chas McCord and look, that's the reason that Altuve is probably ten, like because he doesn't have the, the counting stats. Yeah. He doesn't have the counting stats of some of these other guys. But still, you put Jose Altuve tenth behind an Eduardo Julian and a Nolan Gorman and a Glaber and a Nico and a Cattell Marte and a Bryson Stott. It means you make the list. Joel Reuter, that's probably why I had a bad take. You just made the list. Makes <laughs> the list. Um, next one that I have for you guys on Bad Take Boulevard. Did you see what UCF Twitter did the other day? UCF, shout out Big 12 colleagues. Uh, they beat Kent State. They, they blew out Kent State in this game. They posted their quarterback, John Reese Plumley, on the sideline. And when they posted it, they were trying to copy what Shannon Sharp did back in the, I think it was a Super Bowl game, where he pretended to call the president the president to get the National Guard out because they were beating him so badly. So UCF tweeted a picture of John Reese Plumley. It said, someone call the National Guard. Problem is, they were playing Kent State. And back in 1970, Kent State had students that were protesting the Vietnam War. National Guard actually came onto campus and killed some oh, students. I knew you were going to say that. Killed some students. So UCF posted out a video uh, or a, p- a picture saying, call the National Guard without any sense that in 1970, with a with a protest, the National Guard had been called to Kent State's campus, and they killed a few students at Kent you State. You just made the list. Sorry, UCF Twitter. Love you because you're in the new Big 12. Shout out, new Big 12. That's about as bad as it can get. That's about as that might be yeah. up for the bad take boulevard. Uh might be up for the yearly bracket, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, let's yeah. Add that's, to the list. That's, that's brutal. Really, that's brutal. Really, really, I, really bad. I think Joel Reuter makes the should be nominated for the bracket. Without Tuve? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. See, mark that one. Okay. All right. All right. We have to. Tenth. I mean, I'll save, I'll save my take for the bracket. Well, I mean, we don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be in the bracket. We gotta have a bunch of nominees. Just a nominee. Yeah. All right. All right I got one here too. We got a new television show. On the four letter, our friends at ESPN. Oh, that's right. And, uh, well, Shannon Sharp had a tough first day. Hey, you know what, Skip? I, Skip, it's okay. It's okay. It's been seven years. It's Stephen A. Right. I- Shannon Sharp called <laughs> Stephen A. Smith Skip Bayless like six times. Did you see what uh, Stephen Not A. Smith won? No, he had multiple times. The, the next day, great bit. Stephen A. Yeah. Smith got one of those name tags, put his name on it. Stuck it on his shirt the next day. Good bit. But he kept doing it. He kept calling <laughs> Skip. Skip. Wow. Shannon Sharp, you make the list. You know what, Skip? I'm going to take them right now. Skip. You just made the list. Skip, ain't no doubt in my mind that I don't have to work with you no more. Because I, I'm on ESPN. 
Yeah, not great. All right, what's your other one? My other one is all, you know, it's all the front-running Rangers fans that were, like, so quick to throw just, you know, just darts at everybody when they were, at this point in the season, when when the one that I really took ire with, when they were only four games up, but there were there was Astros fans coming at a few of these clowns when they were completely just boastfully pumping out their chest like the the division was over, and one of the one of the uh, the Astros Twitter followers said, "All those starters and you're losing the division," and and this was I want to say it was back in like uh, it was June thirtieth. I was gonna say right at the end of June. So the Rangers at the time on June thirtieth were four games up. And an Astros fan, HTX Sports Speaks, says, all them starters, and you're losing the division. And John Yarborough, Yarborough a self-proclaimed big Rangers fan, losing the division, question mark. Wow, you're an effing idiot. I guess they grow them dumb in H-Town. <laughs> That's what got me the most. You're going to go with they grow them dumb in H-Town. And how you doing now, John? Because it doesn't you look all that good. You just made the list. Still some season left. Oh no, I know, but look, left. I'm just saying they they got two teams they got to beat to win the division. Yeah, and they don't look so good. No, they over don't the last great. three weeks. My last one, actually, I have a couple here. They real just quick. called off their top prospect too. Rangers did because Adolis Garcia is done for the year. Sounds like it. Really? Me? Yeah, that's too Ooh, bad. Evan Carter's coming up. Like, are you sure that that means that he's done though? I was just looking at Rangers. Did you I, see I, the play? I hope, I, yeah, I did. I, I, I hope he's not done. I, I compared this to like your boy um, with the Cubs, Joe Bellinger. Bellinger, but I, I didn't think it was going to be season. Eight. Yeah, I mean, Evan, I mean, I, maybe not. Evan Carter. I mean, Evan Grant just says uh, Adolis Garcia to IL with patellar tendon. Uh, I mean, IL. That's fifteen. That's it. That's, yeah. that's position player. It's ten days. With ten days, with twenty-one games to play, like that's that might be struggling. season ending. He get the walk off to kind of give it a little bit of life. He's been really struggling, but they. That's a big part of their offense. Man. One for the Rangers making bad take Boulevard. Uh, you start Nady Evaldi without a rehab assignment. Gives up four runs yeah. in an oh, inning yeah. and a third. Not a great decision there. Texas Rangers, I understand you're desperate, but that one did not work out. And uh, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, quote, there are still areas that are getting used to that need to be improved. We're going to take 15 freshmen on this trip, 14 transfers, and nearly 40% of the travel roster going to go overnight for the first time with LSU. That's not a disclaimer of any kind. We're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. Said Brian Kelly. How did that work out for the family? Hey, Chewy, LSU sucks. Yeah, bad take, Brian Kelly. We're going to go and beat the heck out of Florida State. Instead, Florida State After beat you were already making excuses. I like LSU a little bit. I like LSU. They're talented. I like LSU. I'm not a huge fan of LSU t-shirt fans or LSU polo fans. Uh, 713-780-3776. Let's grade the hype. Houston Texans doing a little something a little unconventional than what we're there. No, you know, no Clay Walker, uh, no football time in Houston. They're doing something different with their hype. How good is this hype from the Houston Texans? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey guys, I want to tell you right now about the good people again at my bookie. We know football starts tonight in the NFL. You couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. And you know what? What makes it even more of a happy time is the fact that you can actually ca- actually cash in and win. When you go to mybookie.ag and mybookie.ag delivers, it's NFL, it's college football, and a brand new cash out system gives you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, you can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for the chance at an even bigger payday. Join the MyBookie family for an entire season filled with daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and super contests. This season, MyBookie has no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. 
Just use the promo code BET975 on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to 200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. As I always say, more cash in your account, more games you can bet on, and more chances to win. Bet your deposit amount once, and you're ready to withdraw at any time. When you want to cash out and get that cash, you get it at MyBookie.ag. But you got to use that promo code BET975 to claim your cash deposit bonus. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. It was Derek Bell. Uh, 5856 wants to throw one on Bad Take Boulevard. He said, Verlander over Nolan is the worst take of all time. Yeah, yeah, he's saying that my take, saying that Justin Verlander is the greatest Astro starting pitcher is a bad take. I get it, 5856. You don't like World Series titles. Justin Verlander was the ace of two World Series teams in Houston. Nolan was none. Uh, you don't like Cy Young trophies. Justin Verlander won two Cy Youngs as a member of the Houston Astros. Nolan Ryan never won a World Series trophy or a Cy Young. Uh, you're going to push back. Well, he has all those no-hitters. Well, one of them was in Houston, and Justin Verlander has one in Houston as well. Justin Verlander has been a better starting pitcher than anybody in organization history. You think it's a bad take? You need to reevaluate some things, 5856. You probably have a Nolan Ryan bias, which I get. We all have a Nolan Ryan bias, right? Every single one of us. Uh, we're going to be at uh, East River 9 tomorrow. I hope everybody comes on by. You too, 5856. Uh, we're all hitting the road for live broadcast. We're going to be there 7A to 6P at East River 9. Come play some golf. Great. Great par three course there. Uh, enjoy some gentle Ben. That should catch your interest. And then hang out with your favorite ESPN 97.5 shows. That's tomorrow. East River 9. Be there. 7A to 6P. Cannot wait to see all of you. It's a great facility. It really When is. you think about how we, you know, I keep kiddingly saying pickleball is the, the sport sweeping the nation. Fastest growing sport in America. They got pickleball courts there. They got a full-size driving range. So if you got time and you want to really work on your game and you want to practice, you got that. And then you got a beautiful par three course with a view of the city that is absolutely spectacular. It's just an unbelievable setting. You really wouldn't even know it's there when you get until you really yeah. get to the course. It's fantastic. It is. Five eight five six just rebuttaled. Brian was jobbed on the Cy Young. You're actually right. He was jobbed one year. He should have had one Cy Young as an Astro. You're hundred percent right on that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you're a Travis Kelsey fantasy football owner, are you? You need. I have a little bit of Travis Kelsey. I have a few shares of Travis Kelsey. I have more Travis Kelsey best ball shares than I do like actual leagues, which I'm not crazy about that because I can't take them out of my best ball lineup because that's done. Um, but, yeah, I do have a little bit of Travis Kelsey. No Travis Kelsey tonight. Travis Kelsey has been ruled out, which was wise. Like, if you're Kansas City, why are you rolling out Kelsey week one with a bum knee? Like, you're a Super Bowl contender even if you start 0-1. If you don't – you know what? Here's the thing. You don't need him in the first three, four weeks of the season. Nope. But you certainly can't win it all without him, I don't think with him in the last four weeks of the season. Exactly. So you damn well better make him make sure he is ready to go and not push him out there too soon until he is. I still don't doubt Mahomes. Like, even if you don't have Travis Kelsey, I think they still have a shot. Is it a huge a loss? Yet. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a huge loss. I would be tempted, and look, people are going to think I'm crazy here, because of what you said, I'd be tempted to put him on the IR. I, I, Just... I, I was talking to some guys at the gym this morning. I said, I don't need him for the first four weeks of the season. I'd sit, I'd happily sit him just to make sure that I'm not bringing him back too soon, and when I get him back, he's not going to keep periodically having to go back on the list. I'm going to make sure that that dude, because you're right, it's Patrick Mahomes, and he can make anybody look better, and he can bring a lot of things out of a lot of people's game, but the one guy that's a gamer for him that he has confidence in, that he knows he can throw it anywhere around him, he's going to get it, they can't do without. Yeah, 
I'm with you. Like, even if you go two and two in the first four games, like if it, and, and they don't think the injury with Travis Kelsey is that serious. I am being super precautious because if I start two and two first four weeks and then I get like Travis Kelsey at 100 percent the rest of the year, it's worth it to me. Uh, I'd be tempted to do that. I know it's difficult to do in the NFL sometimes because you feel like every single week is the Super Bowl, which I understand. I get all of that. But they got off to a slow start a year ago, and look where they finished. And you have Pat Mahomes, and like right. you know what the other things too. Like, there's a lot of young receivers there that it might be in the best interest of their young receivers to not have Travis Kelsey for the first four games. Like, wet. what does Sky Moore look like without Travis Kelsey? Is maybe a primary target. Kadarius Tony, can he be more than like a flash of a pan where he's been good for like three weeks in his NFL career? Can Rasheed Rice be an actual contributor as a rookie? Uh, so it wouldn't, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to be without Travis Kelsey for a few games, especially if it guarantees his health the rest of the way. Last, the worst thing that can happen to him is you rush him back, he re-injures it, and all of a sudden it's an 8-10 to 10 week injury. It's like what we were talking about with Titus Howard, only on a, on a 100 times more important scale from a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. And, and you don't have as many go-to guys as maybe they've had in the past when they had the cheetah on the outside, when they had... You know, different guys that they could also plug and play. The, uh, Nicole Hardman and others that, again, Mahomes made better, but they were pretty damn good when they were in that system. This is the main target that, that, that Mahomes is going to look. That's his security blanket. And so you need him later in the season, and you can do without him in the first four and, and still be just fine. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. one three one three. Nolan Ryan did win a World Series in 69 with the Mets. We're talking Houston success. Houston success. All right, the Houston Texans released a hype video yesterday, and we've been keeping up with the marketing ploy from the Texans. We think they're doing a good job. They're kind of reinventing who they are. Uh, they've made cool cat Cal McNair from being the laughing stock owner of the NFL to like where now he's the cool goofy uncle, and Hannah's kind of the one that gives him direction. Uh, they've done a good job. D'Amico, like that's going to get people happy. You got Stroud, you got Anderson, that gets people excited as well. The marketing of this team has been really, really well done. Here was the hype video that the Houston Texans released yesterday, and then we're going to grade the hype on how we think it went for the Houston Texans. Houston, it's been a minute. Y'all stay strong, passionate, and resilient. From the bayou to the bird, it don't matter if you're 281 or you're 713. We are all made by H-Town. Past is the past. Tomorrow isn't a given. We are here now. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Led by our cap, self-made, dues paid. And rents due every day. <laughs> one thing for show, we stay on our ground. So you keyboard warriors, what's up? This about to get hot. And H-Time, we don't run from the heat. Turn it up. So put the H's up high in the sky, because we all we got. We are all H-Town made. All right, there you go. Slim Thug narrating it. You get a little different vibe than it's football time in Houston and we're ready to play. A little bit different. Grade the hype. 713-780-3776. Houston Texans posting that on their Twitter. 
What do you think of the hype video for the Houston Texans? You had some stars throwing up the H's. You had Jeremy Pena. You had Herrera for the Dynamo throwing up the H's. Be someone sign. A little different. A little different than what we're used to for the Texans. Graded for us. Welcome to modern day. I, I liked it a <laughs> hell of a lot more than the force-fed uh, drive me smooth. I, I, I liked it a lot. I, I liked every aspect of it. I felt like for the first time in a long time when we talk about what we've talked about, about how they're trying to turn the corner from a marketing and imaging standpoint, this is the kind of marketing and imaging that's going to connect with their current fan base. This is the kind of marketing and imaging that is going to be endeared by their blue Kool-Aid drinking fans. This is something that they wanted, too, because they were sometimes a little bit rubbed the wrong way or embarrassed by the fact that they were still being forced football time in Houston. Yeah. I'll give it a, I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Okay. We usually go one to ten. Okay, well then I'll give <laughs> it a on guard there. I'll give it a I can do it the same way. I'll give it a eight. Okay, I'll go seven. I thought it was well done. I like the part where they had the keyboard warriors and they showed people's tweets banging yeah. on the Texans. Yep. That's cool, man. Except, Lean into it. Except they blurred out suck. the names. Oh, when you suck. I don't I still don't I don't even if you suck. Like you're you're you know that it exists. And that's part of the thing with the Texans the last few years that drives me crazy. Is like they're not realistic with who they are. Right. Like they're almost like they ignore it. So the fact that they're like, "Hey, we know we suck. We know you've been talking bad about us. Here it is. We're putting that right back in your face." I like that. That's I what I'm like saying. Them this is the it. modern day way to a 